Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. In this episode of r slash true off my chest, I have for you possibly the funniest Reddit post I've ever seen. If you don't laugh, there is something wrong with you. It is unbelievably funny. Now you can probably guess along the lines of what it's going to be based on the title and thumbnail of this episode. But unfortunately, due to YouTube's terms of service, I can't give it to you right away. So it's going to be the third story in this episode. Don't worry. The first and second are brilliant as well. Just some typical true off my chest posts. But yeah, once we get to it, you'll know it is unbelievable. Anyway, here we go. My brother-in-law called me the one who got away in his speech and my husband is very hurt and it's all my fault. I don't know what to do. I think I've done serious damage to my marriage before it even began. I met my husband through his brother, Chris, who I had a crush on in college. I never was clingy or never acted on my feelings and I never really allowed myself to get too close to him because I knew that my feelings weren't reciprocated. Chris knew, however, that I had a crush on him, or at least he felt it. He would always say that I was GF material and how he wouldn't want to leave me on. He wanted to have fun before that. He would say this to others, but he even once said it to me. On two occasions, he texted me saying he had feelings for me, only to apologize later and retract his words. But on Christmas four years ago, he texted me that he was in love with me and wanted to take me out on a date. He said he was done playing around and wanted a relationship. He was invited to a New Year's Eve party that my then roommate and I had. He told me he wanted to talk to me then. When he came to the party, he had his brother with him. Chris spent the party going out of his way to ignore me. And later I saw him making out with my roommate and they spent the night in her room. I decided there and then that I'll drop it. Enough is enough. Next morning, he told me that he screwed up saying, I screwed up big time, yeah? And he apologized. During the party, I got to know his brother who was the opposite of Chris. He was shy and hated attention and he was just the best. And soon after, he asked me on a date. We're married now and our wedding was last Wednesday. I want to make two things clear. I never went beyond a crush with Chris and only after I fell for my husband did I understand what love really is. He is everything to me and I love him more than anything. I never told anyone about my crush and when I met my husband, I didn't tell him either Chris wasn't happy that I was seeing his brother and he's been cold towards me ever since Even when it got serious between my husband and I Chris held a speech on our rehearsal dinner and basically outed everything And ended with how he regretted not asking me out sooner and how he will always regret it It was very awkward afterwards and nobody talked and on our wedding day My husband did everything to act normally and he made sure everything was as planned but I could feel that he was hurt and angry. After the party, he asked me if I loved Chris and if I dated him for that reason. I started crying because it's absolutely not true. We started dating and then we became friends and I made sure it was him I wanted before committing and I never loved anyone like I love my husband. I told him all this and more and I apologized so much for not telling him everything. In the beginning, I thought it was my own private matter and I didn't feel the need to discuss it with a then stranger to me. When our relationship evolved, I just never thought Chris was relevant and my crush seemed a silly thing. Now it's back to bite me in the butt. My husband is very sad and barely talks to me. 
We're leaving for our honeymoon in two weeks and he's barely speaking about it The thing we both waited for with so much anticipation and longing. I don't know what to do I can't turn back time. So I don't know what to do. Wow. What a story to get things started I will say that none of this is your fault at all. None of this is your husband's fault at all I completely understand why he feels the way he does. It's all on chris. I don't know What's wrong with him? Clearly, he's just a bit of a player, but saying that now, potentially ruining his brother's marriage is crazy. Like, fine, have some regret if you want. Ultimately, the regret is only down to you and your actions. You are the one that messed it up in the past, or I guess just didn't even want to do it that much. I don't really know. But to do that now, years later, and potentially mess up an actual proper relationship, something that you've clearly struggled to find, is pretty disgusting. I'm not going to lie. Now, hopefully your husband gets over this pretty soon. I really think he will. But nonetheless, this sorry excuse for a brother-in-law that you now have, maybe you just distance him. Maybe that's what you got to do. And just... All you can do really is prove to your, your husband how much you love him and don't rate his brother I was kidnapped by my childhood best friend and her mum without realizing it My mum suggested I could share my story to raise awareness But the truth is that if it wasn't for her I probably wouldn't have even seen this as a kidnapping If you expect a dramatic story filled with abuse and torture I'm gonna have to disappoint you I think it's not a bad idea to share my story and since I love reddit I've decided to share it here I figured that this sub might be the best one to do so. So let's get to the story. This happened when I was in elementary school. Like for most children at that age, boys and girls were somehow rivals. Me and my best friend, let's call her Lisa, however, single-handedly destroyed that stereotype. She was pretty much the exact female copy of me. Our interests aligned so well that we quickly became best friends. The day it happened, I asked my mum to stay at Lisa's house for the night. She said yes, and I packed the stuff I needed. I was only prepared to stay there for one night, but one night turned into a week. When I arrived there, we had a great time playing video games, doing role play with our toys, and playing hide and seek at night. It was a lot of fun. The next morning, I prepared for my mum to come and get me, but this is when Lisa's mum told me that my mum had called her and told her that I had to stay at their house for a bit longer. Being the naive young child I was, I didn't question it. Yeah, I was confused, but this only made me realize that I could spend more time with Lisa. So for me, it wasn't a problem. This was at a time where I didn't possess a smartphone, so it's not like my mum could have just called me. I stayed there for an entire week before I started to question why my mum hasn't come and got me yet. I wasn't allowed to leave the house either. I was only allowed in the house and the garden outside. When me and Lisa played outside, a neighbor saw me and called the cops. It turned out that my mum had filed a missing report at the police station because I'd been missing for a few days. Well, my mum actually tried to get me after the first night. But when she tried to, Lisa's mum told her that I'd already left and that apparently I told her I wanted to walk home when she offered me to give me a ride. Lisa's mum was such a sweet person that no one would have ever suspected her of doing something like this. So even my mum figured that someone had to have kidnapped me on the way home. So she filed the report. The police reunited me with my mum and I was confused as heck. I had a great time there. Yes, I was a bit worried why my mum never got me, but I couldn't understand back then why Lisa's mum was arrested. This happened during summer break and I didn't see Lisa again during the vacation. And she also didn't appear at school on the first day. I've got no idea what happened to her. Right now, I assume that this incident ruined their reputation so much that they moved away and I never saw Lisa again. Like I said, not a typical kidnapping story. It was all so sneaky that not even I, as the alleged victim, could tell that it was one. But my mum insists that it was a kidnapping. So yeah, that's it. 
I still don't know if labeling myself as a victim here would be right because I just don't feel like one, but that's just me. Okay, I just need to make this abundantly clear. You were kidnapped. Kidnapping does not depend on a location uh, and you also were the victim. Now, if you have fun whilst being kidnapped, that's one thing. At least you weren't getting tortured and you had a pretty good time with your mate. However, think of your mum in this situation. She thinks you've been actually, well, I mean, you were kidnapped, but she thinks you've been probably taken by some random guy and this mum has let you walk home alone. I mean, terrible. And then imagine when she finds out what actually was going on, that you were just locked in that house for a week. Neighbours calling the police on Lisa's mum. It's actually insane. Um, yeah, I feel like I understand why you don't really think it was that bad and you don't didn't even call it kidnapping for a while but the fact of the matter is this woman took you away from your entire family and kept you locked up inside a house that is kidnapping but uh yeah i, I guess you had fun whilst it was going on okay then now moving on to the story that you've all been waiting for now i'm not gonna lie i've had a little look at this it's absolutely hilarious uh it's well worth waiting for and as you can see by the title and thumbnail if that's anything to go by you're gonna enjoy this here we go my boyfriend won't stop saying i'm about to come during sex and i don't have the heart to tell him i hate it now i will say this story is nsfw uh if you're under the age of whatever age you think is reasonable might be best to skip this one but i will try and censor it a bit nonetheless here we go throwaway account since my boyfriend knows my reddit account one evening me a 22 year old woman and my boyfriend who is 21 were watching memes on youtube from his phone something we frequently do together he really likes memes and quotes them often throughout the day no matter whether he's happy or being goofy and even when he's raging at a game or genuinely heartbroken one day about a year ago he came home to tell me he got fired and said my life be like ooh ah <laughs> wow it's probably a coping mechanism for him but personally i do not understand it <laughs> what's so he just broke into song strange anyways we saw one meme a guy clearly doing things to himself saying i'm about to see but it was spelled out as i'm about to cam and we thought it was the funniest thing ever so we looked for more there were more videos of him being edited in scenarios like him mourning the loss of his brother named bata khan and we spent no less than 20 minutes laughing non-stop at these videos afterwards when we went to make dinner my boyfriend said jokingly that's what I'm going to say in bed now. Fast forward a day later. Both of us are up for it and we head to the bedroom to get it on. It was great. But then towards the end, my boyfriend said loudly, I'm about to come and then proceeded to. I laughed along with him, but I was a little uncomfortable because it sort of killed the vibe. What am I reading? About a week later, we're at it again. And he says the same exact thing as last time. But this time he laughs. Just kidding. I'll stop afterwards. Well, it turns out he wasn't really telling the truth because the next time he said about to bus and then whiningly said his name in desperation and he then chuckled what we didn't have sex for about a month until last night we were doing fine as usual and he even managed to finish without saying any memes or so i thought because right afterwards he said something along the lines of thank you for letting me bus is what i needed I can't even remember much of what happened during or after that because I was in pure shock that he just killed the vibe like that again. All I remember is that we cleaned up and he went to play COD or something that involved him shouting stupid jokes and memes to his friends. I do not have the heart to tell him that he isn't funny when he does this because the last time I confronted him when he kept saying, yo, that's sus, 
Every time I mentioned something vaguely sexual, he almost cried. <laughs> he stopped saying that one phrase, but still has about a thousand other memes in his vocabulary. I guess this is just my life now. And as much as I want it to stop, I love my boyfriend so much, I will have to live with it. <laughs> wow. Well, there we go. No doubt one of the weirdest stories I've ever read. I mean, like, how do I, like, you know, normally I come on and I react to a story after I read it. How do I react to that? Seriously, like, just get your comments in down below. What, what did you think of that? I just couldn't, I was just, honestly, halfway through that, I just started laughing. Very, very hard to stop myself from laughing reading that and having to say, about to bus. Is that really my life now? Jesus. Uh, well, what can I say? Great story. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Made me laugh. I hope it made you laugh as well. Uh, as for what to do, OP, I don't really care. Like, it's just funny, isn't it? I mean, maybe tell him to stop or just think this guy is weird, but I love him. Anyhow, let's move on. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My dad raised me like a son, and now I see how it helps me. My father, a single parent, raised me, a 19-year-old girl, like how men would stereotypically raise boys. I have two brothers too, so it's not like he doesn't have anyone to vicariously live through. He's a mechanic and made me work around the house with woodwork, electricity, repairing cars and motorcycles, all the male coded hobbies, which I hated at the time. He never dated because he said that nobody would replace my mum, and he didn't have any sisters who could help me. I hated it. I hated being the only girl in a family of three men. I hated not having anyone to play dress up with or talk about hairstyles and makeup or have girl talk or cry about boys and all. I didn't know what periods were until I had them and freaked the heck out. The bare minimum of such stuff was explained to me by his sister-in-law over the phone who lives in a different state. In short, I hated not having an older female presence in the house who would tell me how things work and just be with me. Now, my dad never discouraged me from doing girly stuff, but he never really understood it. So I kept it to myself and did all his stuff with him just to be able to spend time with him. He wasn't also very much in touch with his emotions. Thank you, patriarchal society, but got emotional only when talking about my mum, which was so rare that I never talked about what I felt just to not burden him that sort of distanced him from me. But after a freak accident resulted in his death, we found out he left the house to my brothers and I, and I'm living there because it's close to my college and both my brothers moved out before I did. Living on my own for the first time, I realized two things. One, my dad tried his best to do things for me that he had absolutely no idea how to. Two, he taught me how to be fully independent. I don't even have to watch a YouTube tutorial to know how to repair the microwave or change the tires or the oil of my car or make the car work enough when I'm stranded and have no help. I now keep a mini set of tools on me out of habit and I can't explain how much that has helped me in situations I never even anticipated. I've never had to call an electrician or a contractor to do something for the house unless it's absolutely huge. I would technically never have to depend on anyone, men or women, to do these things for me. Dad, I'm sorry for you having to deal with all my teenage angst without mum. 
You've taught me more than what most people don't learn, despite having both parents in the picture. Your life has set a standard for me regarding my lifestyle, my studies, my love life, everything. The way you brought up my bros and me has helped all three of us so much in our life. I'm sorry I never got to say this to you, but I hope you know how I turned out to be. You've made me into a woman who wouldn't have to depend on others for things just because her father never taught her that. You raised me to believe in love despite mum never being around. I hope you're with her wherever you are. I miss you and I love you. Well, there we go. That is a beautiful story. In comparison to the story I just read out before, wow, what a difference a post makes. Again, that's the beauty of this subreddit. You can get some absolutely ridiculous stories like the previous one and then some really wholesome ones like this. OP, I reckon you're okay. I reckon your dad knows how much you rate him. And um, yeah, the proof's in the pudding. You are set up for life. Of course, it would have been better to have your mum there, but you know, you can't have everything the way you want. And sadly, she wasn't there for you, but your dad did one heck of a job. Fair play to him. And it's amazing that you now realize what an amazing job he did. Now for our final true off my chest post. My boyfriend has less than 24 hours left to live and I finally feel at peace. I've been with my boyfriend for nearly three years. He is the perfect guy to me. He's my heart and soul, my best friend and my safe place. He is also in liver failure. I've been with him every step of the way. When he told me, I was shocked. I went through so much hell and turned every rock to get him a transplant. I tried so hard to find any study or any research that could be done to fix this. I called so many doctors, I've lost counts cried until i physically had nothing left and screamed in pain in many parking lots as the time went on he got worse all of his skin and eyes turned yellow i never minded yellow before but now all i see is his suffering in it i was there through his drain procedure and the many 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 hospital visits i watched him become weaker and his legs too swollen with excess fluid that he couldn't even walk i was there when they told us that both of his kidneys have failed and his liver has too I was there when they told us that dialysis was no longer an option. He got moved to hospice care. Slowly, I've watched his organs shut down. I was there as he agonizingly shook from the fear of death that awaits him. Now, I've watched him forget who I am entirely. He's on constant morphine, has not eaten or drank in nearly three days, incontinent and cannot speak or swallow. I want peace for him. When I woke up today and kissed his forehead, I felt lighter. I felt like I was finally at peace and I'm ready to say goodbye. I never want him to suffer and I know soon he'll be relieved from this hellish life he was cursed with. The world will never be the same without him and I may never be back to how happy I was with him, but that's okay. I love you, my love, so much. And there we go. What a way to end this episode with a couple of wholesome bangers. This one, just like the previous one, an elite story. It's just one of the most sad things that you could possibly hope to go through. I mean, I don't know why I said hope. I don't know probably never hope to go through uh yeah insert another word there you get what i mean the tragic tale but um at least it's now it's now done and the suffering's now done not gonna lie i've never been in the spot before where someone you love so much a family member you know your partner whatever is in such unbelievable pain every day just getting devastatingly worse by the hour and you just want it to end i i, I kind of get that you just be like this was a long time coming i'm now happy i'm finally at, at peace with, with the fact that yeah they are gonna die and it's good for them that they're gonna pass because they're in such pain that it's just unbearable seeing them like that. So I get it. If you've been like that, if any of you guys have been in that situation, let me know down below how you felt about it. It's a pretty horrible one, but if you want to, go for it. Um, I, I mean, I don't feel any jealousy towards OP, but I'm just glad that this is done and they can you know, begin to move on with their lives, I guess. And ultimately that their boyfriend 
is in a good place now. And there we go, guys. That is going to do it for this episode of r slash true off my chest. If you enjoyed it and you want to see my chest, then check out my OnlyFans. Link down below. And that's the end of this one. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.